0: This is your host, Gabby Ewing, and you are listening to the Athlete Confidential podcast. Let's do a mental health check-in. If I'm being honest, my entire identity and self-worth has been tied to being an athlete. It sounds so cliche, right? But it's okay not to be okay. Morgan, thank you for joining me. I was so excited. We were just chatting about how we've never actually spoken over the phone or Zoom or anything just through email. Um, and obviously, I follow you on social media. And so I've seen things that you post there. So I feel like I've gotten to know you a little bit. But we're really like gonna get to know each other on this yeah. podcast today, to. which I'm excited for. Um Everyone, this is Morgan Bullock, former Division One softball player and founder of Sportswomen Co, which we will get into all of these things today. So... I guess let's start with let's start with college you were a phenomenal softball player you guys won a national championship while you were they won after I was gone
1: but I was honestly and I and I talk about this with coach Alameda I played at Florida State University and she has led the team to national championships and uh, multiple appearances at the college world series. But I was there in like the tough days,
0: right. Mm. Just
1: gotten the job with FSU. And so, you know, when a new coach comes, oftentimes there's some, like they've got to get their footing. I was there when the footing was getting, you know what I mean? But it was an amazing time. I have an amazing relationship with coach Alameda and Florida state. And yeah. So don't get me wrong. We were typically top twenty-five when I was there, but the national
0: championship came after I had hung my boots up. You helped set the foundation. Yes, that's really what it was. you were. You laid the stones for the rest of the girls to walk on and make it there. So you're a part yes. of it. You're definitely a part of that legacy. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious, what were like opportunities like for you at the time that you finished college? If you even had any to com- like play competitively after college, if that was something you're interested in,
1: um, well, I'll be honest, I was very much under the impression in my life that okay, college is going, I mean, softball is going to afford me an education, and then after college, I'm gonna go off, get a job, get a start, a career, get married, have my kids do that, and so. Um, I didn't take significant time to look into professional softball, but also in in part because I didn't see softball being a space where it made the most financial sense to me, right? I've seen some girls go off uh, and play internationally. I've seen some young women continue to play here in the States, at the time softball was no longer, it wasn't currently in the Olympics. So I was just like, does that make the most sense for me to go down that path? And I think this is what's right for me to move on or how I should move on in my life. Um, so I, I didn't give it a significant amount of
0: thought, but it's still like, depending on what sport you play. I mean, for women in general, the professional landscape of sports is it's growing. It's definitely growing, it's growing. but it's uh, its not where we would like it to be. And definitely comparatively to men's professional sport. And really the biggest issue usually comes down to financial support. Like, can I be a professional athlete and support myself financially? And so I don't think that you're the only person that is like, well, why would I really take this seriously if it's not sustainable for my life. Like you really right. have to love that grind and be willing to sacrifice so much. So then your other option is just, okay, well, we're going to retire right. after college.
1: Right. There were two parts and- where I looked and saw like how much uh, softball players were making, even some of the best softball players. You know, of course there's some women who were, are phenomenal and they've gotten massive uh endorsements or deals or they're just a household name but for the women who weren't who I knew were also phenomenal I was like you just we're just I'm not seeing the funds and that's unfortunate that you are grinding and I know how hard you're grinding for such uh,
0: a small financial payout it's really frustrating across the board because it just it just limits our opportunities as women in like a professional working space in general because right. it cuts down the the opportunity to be a professional athlete and pursue that as a career so then like you mentioned other option is okay I'm just gonna get another job I'm gonna start a family I'm gonna live that life and that's I think every athlete knows yeah sports comes to an end at some point and then the natural next step is yeah you have to get some kind of job and move forward but what was that transition actually like for you once you stepped out of college sports I vividly remember, like I had gotten an internship, like a marketing internship with the
1: company that my both my parents were actually working for at the time. And um, I remember just being in the bathroom one day, this was maybe like the summer after it was all said and done. And I was just like, I'm not on a team. Like I'm not going back to school and I don't have a team that I'm associated with. And the only association that I have right now is with this internship at this company that I really don't care about. And no shade to the company. It was just like, it was just a massive transition to like, what am I a part of? And who am I on my own and without others around me who are of the same mind, of the same mindset and of the same lifestyle. And then at the same time, I was engaged to be married. So I was like, oh, well, I still have an attachment to, you know, my fiance. So that's a partnership. That's a teammate. But I just felt very, it was very strange.
0: Did you feel like, it almost sounds like maybe you felt a little lonely in definitely. it. Yeah. I
1: definitely felt lonely. And I, and I relied on my, my relationship or my impending marriage to like fill that void of loneliness. Because I was like, who am I on my own? Very naively relied on my relationship to define me. Not because that relationship was a positive one, it, wasn't. it was toxic, it ended in divorce, but it was, it was some, I had something else to latch on to. And I know that a lot of times we as athletes and people who always had something to be a part of will naturally latch on to whatever we can once we don't have our team.
0: Yeah. That's so interesting. You mentioned you guys got divorced. Was there a point where you made that connection of, oh, I may have attached myself to this person because I was missing another part of my life, or was that something that maybe came after divorce and reflecting?
1: Definitely came after. I realized uh, so so my relationship was just a very, it was a toxic relationship. It just wasn't, it just wasn't a healthy relationship, uh, but it started in college and I had this idea of what things should look like. I should find a college sweetheart and we should get married and be together forever and it should. We all have these ideas of like, okay, so where am I going to get praise, right? Because all of my life I have thrived off of praise. Oh, you made a great play. Great job, Morgan. Oh, you figured this out. You got this scholarship. Oh, you got this. Great job. You're winning. This will ensure your happiness. And so I was like, well, the next thing would be marriage and kids and a house. That'll get praise the same way that I've thrived in the past. Not realizing like, wait, there's some other factors that I've got to make sure that I'm uh, considering that I didn't because I was young. And so, you know, once the marriage dissolved, simply because of our, honestly, because of our lack of compas- uh, compatibility, along with other factors. I then did a lot of self-reflection and uncovering and recognized like, wait a minute, I am doing a lot of things for the sake of validation from society and from others because i'm looking for the same praise that i got on the field off the field
0: i can totally relate to that i think a lot of people like since being in this space that i've talked to can relate to that that have stepped away from playing competitively and it's it's kind of like hard to admit that that's how you operate it's like I am seeking validation from external factors rather than finding with it in myself. And sport does in a way naturally breed that kind of attitude towards the world around you because you get, especially if you're a successful athlete and you're, you're good at your sport, you're good. You're getting gratification all the time. And if you make a mistake, you can quit like pretty quickly in the next practice or the next game or whatever, like turn that around and then you're good again.
1: The next play. At that meter,
0: right? Yeah, right. exactly. And life doesn't necessarily work that way. <laughs> you can get knocked down, and then you're just going to get knocked down again and again and again before you can finally <laughs> get to a place where you're like, "Oh, that was I did something good, or something is going right." right. Um, so I, I think that yeah, it's really hard to like manage your expectations when you step outside of sport of, of what real life is going to be like and how you're going to be able to find that kind of like just like self self-love really
1: absolutely and learning how to truly win within because to your point about sport and like getting knocked down I think in sports if you make an error or if you get knocked down or whatever it is you're like oh, I'm also I'm simultaneously letting my team down and everybody sees me making this mistake and I've got to come back on the next play Um, And my team will then praise me and thank me and support me in that. But in life, overall, you failing at something, losing something, getting knocked down, it's not, it's typically not impacting everyone else the way that it used to in your sport. And so you're hyper focused on people and their validation when it doesn't impact them at all. Right. And so, yeah, it's a lot of you recognizing like, wait a minute, I'm doing, I win for me. I lose for me. It's all within myself. Um, and the moment you shed societal norms and everybody else's opinion and you're seeking validation for everyone else's from everyone else, you're able to like really hone in on who you are and how you can authentically win for yourself.
0: I love that so much. You said that so beautifully. I'm, that's, I'm definitely clipping that for Instagram. That was such a good point that you made, really. So for yourself, when did that come for you, that kind of perspective, that mindset change? And how did you get to a point where you're like, okay, I have to stop listening or stop caring what other people may or may not think of me and really just hone in on who I am?
1: I think it was at a point, at that very low point where I had lost everything. So I had... I had had a stillbirth, got a divorce. I had gotten laid off from my job. I had um, thankfully did not like lose my house in the in the literal sense, but I had to quick sale my house before I did lose it. I was back at home with my parents and I was like, wow, this is low. I've fallen on my face in front of the world. But also I look in the mirror and I'm I recognizable. Well, I do not know who that, who that woman is staring back at me in the mirror. And how dare I lose her? She's the best thing the world's ever seen, right? That might sound vain, but I, I want everybody to say that. It's the best thing for the world. And I put her away. I, I boxed her in so that I could be digestible for everybody else. And I felt so heartbroken by for myself. That was one of the greatest losses is the loss of myself. And I said, I never... I had to cry in the mirror and look at myself and say, I'm never losing you again. And I've got to remind myself who I am, what makes me me, and what makes me happy. Discover what makes me happy because it can't just be the praise from someone else that makes me happy. What is it that makes me happy, regardless if anybody knows it or sees it or praises it? So, yeah, that was it. Just hitting rock bottom and saying, I'm never losing you again.
0: What are some ways you think that you could have coped better to not have hit rock bottom and still been able to turn around and, and be in a place that you're at now?
1: I would say, you know, and it's a slightly it's a shameless plug. Right. For myself. Um, so I currently I currently coach female athletes, uh, those who are in school, but also, you know, women, it's and mainly women. Uh, I coach, I mostly coach um, yeah, female athletes who are transitioning as well uh, into everyday life. Um, and I help women to recognize some of these things that we do as athletes, right? Some of these mindsets. And it's not a matter of me giving advice, but I'm just asking questions to help them to self-reflect and say, huh, is this healthy? Is this where I'm trying to go? And so I think with coping the same way that we used coaches for our skills I would love to be able to uh, have someone outside of my mom who is a mate right but sometimes mom's stuff goes in one ear and out the other but to have someone else who is there to really be a sounding board and help you to reflect and put a mirror up to say hmm, this is what we're doing is that the, is that a is that a sound way of thinking So, yeah, I think if I was able to have the ability or have some help reflecting currently, right, instead of just going through as though I know everything so I can figure things out on my own as though I don't need any help, you know, you didn't get to be an amazing athlete without any coaches, right? I'm sure you, yourself, you had plenty of private coaches, team coaches, so many people helping you get to where you need to be absolutely out some of your uh poor habits or your poor fundamentals to say ah let's tweak that right here so i think a mentor or a coach or someone there to really help me navigate would have been helpful with coping and realizing that before hitting
0: the bottom this feels like a really good transition into i mean, you kind of mentioned it but what you're doing now yeah. and a uh, sports women co and kind of why you started it, and I'm I'm gonna guess like this realization of like what you feel like you needed when you're an athlete or when you're transitioning out of sport. So tell us a little bit more about sportswomen and and why you started and what inspired you.
1: So sportswomen is a community for active and retired female athletes to connect beyond the game. Right, we work with uh, women to and athletes to help them win within. And that would include personal development, like what I was just talking about, career development, because what the heck do we want to do after we've been spending all of our lives and all of our time focused on our sport? Right. And then when it's over, you're like, so what do I like outside of this?
0: Oh, my Um, gosh. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Our relationships and our views of life in such a competitive way and breaking away from some of that, figuring out our self-identity and you know, personal meetups. As easy as it was to make friends because we had teams of people throughout our lives, it's very difficult to make friends once it's over. You're just like, so how do I start a conversation? All my life all I had to say was like, hey, do you want to throw? And that boom, we're friends.
0: Yeah, instant friends.
1: (laughs) Instant friend. But now I can't go up to people and say, do you want to throw? They're going to be like, what are you talking about? Along with like, there is just a, I, I haven't found the words for it, but there is a connection and an understanding between athletes. I think you actually posted about it. You did a story about someone's
0: book and I cannot remember. But you were just like, athletes, we just get it. So, yeah, it's like the, we experience life through the lens of sport. Yes, that's what it is. Like, yes. sport, as if you played it for 15 plus years, like, right. that is just your perspective on life. Like, you can't help that that's the way that you see life right. from moving forward.
1: Right. I mean, it was in our most formative years. Yeah, the girls who get it, get it. And so this is for the girls who get it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because it's also difficult. I also realized, see it so much more when you... Because I have friends who didn't play sports and I'm just like, huh, I'm noticing that in this conversation, like we're not clicking the way that I would with somebody who's played. And I can't pinpoint it, but I feel it. And so, yeah, it's a community for us to get together, have virtual events and, and in-person events and uh, eventual um uh, seminars and places where everyone can really get together and grow together. The mentorships, everything. I could keep going on and on about the possibilities and what is to come with sportswomen, but ultimately at its core, it's for female athletes to really have a community
0: of our own. I think it's so important. Like Community to me is so important. I We as human beings, we need connection. Mm-hmm. We need people that get us and understand us and you're so right about the non-athletes just they don't get it and like no shade to them whatsoever yeah I have non-athlete friends and I love them so much but there's like a whole part of me in my life that they just will never understand to no fault of their own they just simply can't and sometimes I almost feel because I talk about sports a lot. I mean, it's part of my job. Like I work in sports full time. I do the athlete confidential on the side. I coach. It's a big part of my life. And I feel like I'm always talking about it. And I feel like sometimes the people that aren't athletes or aren't invested in sports are like, okay, can we talk about something else? Like, like, what? I don't know what What else to talk about. about? Right. What other
1: analogy could I give you other than a game situation? and and that's how I just how I realized because I'm a certified life coach right and I was like okay I'm going to help women and then I was like I'm noticing when I chat with women who have not played sports yup you're not getting my references and you're not understanding my encouragement like it's just it's not working along with it's something that I want to point on because I love seeing women's sports and women athletics like really blossoming up and coming to the forefront because women deserve their, you know, their just due and the, and the attention. But I also feel like, you know, there isn't really a space for retired athletes, right? There isn't really like anytime that we're talking about women's sports or female athletics, um, we are not talking about a huge group of people who have played sports, but are no longer there. You know, our, our body types are still athletic, but I don't see anything in the ma- magazines for our body types. Where are the spaces for women who have played sports that I know plenty of corporations would love to pick from? Um, you know, I spent eight years in HR. Finding a, uh, a female athlete was like a needle in the haystack. But when companies found it, there was there was rejoicing right? Like it was, we were so happy to find someone who would play sports. So yeah, I just think that there's a huge group of people that I want to make sure feel seen. We spent our whole lives being seen and then it's like, all right, we're done looking at you. And I just, I want them to feel seen.
0: I've I've never really thought about it that way, but it makes so much sense. And I've definitely felt that. And I think that's a lot of what I felt when I retired is like, almost like i don't matter anymore and it's a it's a really hard place to be in because i think the expectation is like okay you've you've done your thing like Go on to the next yeah like thanks for your contribution but see ya like good luck out there and something i've talked about one of the hardest things about retiring from sport is like that sport keeps going it just moves on without you there's someone new there's someone younger there's you know whatever that just comes in and replaces you, and then no one remembers what you did or cares what you did uh, to a certain point, I and mean, it's really hard. You are right, and I, I, even think about some of the like the best professional female athletes that had a huge audience and were really in the media. Like I, I think the one person that comes to mind is um, Abby Wambach. She was an amazing female soccer player. And I'm like, when is the last time I heard anything about her or saw anything about her? And I yeah. mean, maybe part of that is she wants privacy. I don't know. But I'm just like, just just goes back to your point of, okay, bye. Yeah. <laughs> and that's very difficult. It's hard to watch, just like you said.
1: And it's hard. And I'm sure it's hard to experience. It. Even if it's just within our community, I just think that there needs to be space. Uh, which is why I love what you're doing with like, Share, letting, letting athletes share their stories and highlighting them because we need the space. Um, and what we do beyond the game is important and vital and all of the above.
0: I agree. And I think again, not no shade to non-athletes, but I think that there is something about highly competitive athletes that bring a lot of benefit to a work space or to just like society in general, there are skills and things that we are taught and things that we learn mentally and physically that are so important and like transferable into into any professional space. And that was something I was actually really frustrated with when I stopped playing. How do I communicate? Like I didn't have professional experience necessarily, but how do I communicate that what I've learned as an athlete is transferable to this professional work setting? And how do I make employers and hiring managers understand that if they've never played sports? Mm-hmm. And that was so hard to communicate. And I think if we had, like like you mentioned, like space career development, and we learned how to talk about those things and how to put those things on a resume, we probably would get more jobs. We probably would be valued more.
1: You make a really good point. I'm gonna go make an ebook or a course or something. For you people. should I had the I did have the luxury of having a mom who was in HR to say all right this is how we're gonna do your resume
0: It's just hard like it's like I don't know I didn't I worked like serving jobs because that's what I could do while I was playing sports now that I want to work in whatever marketing I I don't have any marketing experience I have a yeah. degree yeah. But I don't know how to communicate that I am gonna be able to do this job without being like oh I worked at this place or interned at this place so many there's so many spaces and areas that sport has
1: had you market had you i mean like even um i don't know we go to tryouts all these years you went to tryouts and subconsciously i think that we all were finding a way to market ourselves right like even just where you would stay in at the tryout wherever Mm -hmm. Like i just remember so many opportunities to market myself and how i would
0: market myself unbeknownst to me or not even realizing that that's what i was doing so yeah so what is something that you have, something new that you've learned about yourself since starting Sportswomen? Or maybe we can start with this. What have you learned about others? What have I learned about others? That we're all the same in the sense that
1: <laughs> we place these expectations. And by others, I mean like other athletes. we place these expectations upon ourselves that we've gotten from sports. And I think the new thing is just I realized it in relationships. I realized it in my body image, but I hadn't realized it in business, right? Like I had always worked for someone else or was in a corporation. Um, But when it comes to starting something of my own, I am, I realized that I have take these very competitive, taken these very competitive traits and some things that I need to shed and put them into my business. So yeah, I think that's the that's one of the bigger things is uh, realizing how sport has permeated into every single aspect of my life and the things that
0: I desire to do. Okay, moving a little bit away from sportswomen and, and talking about you and your life and being a mom now, what has that been like? That transition into momhood, motherhood, and again, I saw somebody
1: on TikTok was a former athlete. This was a while ago. I don't even remember. I wish that I could find the video. But she was like, hmm, I hear people talking about being a mom and the woes of being a mom. And I don't know if it's the fact that I was a former athlete, but it's just not as hard as what people are making it out to be. And I was like, I resonate with that in the sense that, yeah, we, we got up at 5am to do workouts. And that's just what it was. Or, yeah, this might be slightly annoying right now, but it'll be okay. Or, okay, I'm going to do a marathon and then I'm going to rest or I'm going to rely on other people or I'm going to be a good teammate with my partner. Or if I got to carry the team on my back, then I'm going to do that. And so, like, there is a mindset that I think goes into motherhood that can really help it to be a really beautiful transition. I can say for me, Because I've always been, I was thousand percent the pep talker, the leader of the team that was like, if the game's not over, then it's not over. And always being incredibly optimistic. And so when it comes to motherhood, I went into my pregnancies, very optimistic. I went into labor, very optimistic, trusting my body, having control over my body, knowing like my body knows what to do. Treating it like muscle memory in a game. Um, I will say, <laughs> I understand why they call it labor because I like you were just using every muscle in your body. I feel like birth is, and again, I can only, I won't say only athletes, but people who lift can understand like, you know, when you're hitting like a PR or like this is just really heavy weight and you feel all of the pressure of trying to like, let's say you're squatting. You're trying to get it up and then, um, and all that pressure and you feel all of the muscles in your body working, you finally get it up, but it's just, it's very intense and there's just no way to drop the weight. In, in <laughs> you're just, <laughs> you up. Um, But still, you're still in that mindset of like, I'm going to do this and then it's going to be over. It's going to be okay. So I'm grateful to, you know, have a very supportive partner in a wonderful village that I can call my team. And I do, I look at everything with optimism when it comes to my kids. Sure, my daughter didn't want to go to sleep and I was exhausted last night. She was up till 3 a.m. However, she stayed asleep until like, I don't know, 11. And I'm thinking, wow, look at that long stretch that you I could, I could either be upset about the 3 a.m., Or I could be really happy about the stretch of sleep. So I think sports have prepared me for motherhood to look at it from this place of optimism and excitement. It's been a beautiful transition.
0: I really like that perspective because for me personally, being a mom someday just freaks me out. I don't I don't know what it is. Like I I have all my cousins have kids now, like two or three. I love being an athlete. Like I love children. I really do. But like, I'm just like, oh my gosh. Like, I think part of it is viewing myself a certain way as an athlete and then being like, and then a mom, like to me, those are two separate, like completely separate different things. But I like the way that you are like, no, you can use the, the, what you've learned as an athlete and like take that into that transition. And it can be, it doesn't have to be so scary. Like, I really, really like that a lot. Don't get me wrong. It's weird
1: when people say, oh, your daughter. And I'm like, who are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> my daughter? Weird. That's weird. It's it's still weird. And my oldest is two. Still very weird. Or when when I hear them, I hear uh, a TV show saying like, oh, give this to an adult. And I'm like, oh, dang, that's me. Like, that happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is just about mommy and daddy and I'm like oh I'm mommy okay but no like it's it's for me it's been a very beautiful transition and I have really been realizing like I don't have to separate it I am this athlete I am this person who you know loves to go work out works out while I'm pregnant and does all of these things sees how far my body can go while also bringing my kids along for the ride. It's so much
0: fun. Do you plan to encourage your children to participate in sport?
1: Yes. I want them to, I, I, I'm going to encourage my kids to really discover what they like. And by encourage, like it's also out of curiosity, right? Like I look at them, they are their own humans, right? I just got the pleasure to, carry you, birth you, and raise you to the best of my abilities, But ultimately, I'm facilitating the space for you to discover who you are um, so that you have that foundation up front. Um, and I'm going to champion you in whatever that is. So let's explore a lot of things. Let's explore music and sport and uh, the arts or whatever it is. But yeah, my, my partner and I, we've talked about what sports and what things we'd want to get them into just to expose them to. But if they hate it, I'm not going to force it for sure. I'm just going to present it.
0: If they do decide to pursue sport and take it seriously, how will you use your experiences to help them be better off than you were? Really
1: making sure to drive home the life lessons that I see them learning as they're living them. There were a few times that my mom would do that in our long car rides home uh, where she'd be like, "Okay, this is a lesson that you can learn and to carry with you for your life. Yeah, I just see it as an opportunity to make them very dynamic young women and maybe men if we have a boy later. But I just want sport to help them to get to know themselves even deeper.
0: I really like that outlook and I think it's so important that you are going to give them the opportunity to explore other things other than sport. I think sometimes parents are like, they're going to be an athlete. They're going to play this sport because that's the sport I played and bless my parents. I love my parents so much, Um, but all I did was sport and I did, I tried all kinds of sports. I played every single sport growing up. I did ballet for like a short stint. That was probably like the the only thing that was like somewhat separate from sport, but it was still, it's still a sport in a lot of ways and they they really thought they were doing the best for me and their amazing parents are always super supportive but it was like because i didn't explore anything else any other hobbies when i stopped playing i was like i actually don't know what i just like like to do for fun i did ballet for a moment but grace is not my middle name like i just could not
1: (laughs) me too (laughs) it was so bad And I think my mom's like, all right, this is not gonna work. And then we tried gymnastics, but I am not flexible at all. Tried swimming and I just don't like water touching my face. So it was we did go through the gamut. I didn't even try soccer because I was like, they're running the whole time. The whole time. (laughs) No. (laughs) People always think that softball is a lazy girl sport. And honestly, they're right. They're right. You know, you're just chilling for for the most part. I was a pitcher, but so I wasn't chilling as much as everybody else. But like, you're chilling for a lot of the time. I was like, that's that's the sport for me. But (laughs) I (laughs) I played piano and you know, just did other artistic things. And my mom was more so like, kind of digging to see like, what are you good at, and we can hone in on that. Uh, So I think that'll also kind of be the idea. But yeah, or, or even why do you like it? Because I think back now, like I only started playing softball because I had some like sis, I had some cousins whose uniforms are really pretty, and I was like, I like that color. Like sign me up for that. So my mom's like, okay, so you're into fashion, right? I'll get you some magazines, but we're also gonna do this this activity. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So yeah, just my I know that my mom looked at. Us as kids, like, I'm really curious to get to know you, right? The same way that I would be getting to know a potential significant other or just another friend. Who are you? And how fun is it to watch you discover who you are? So that's my similar approach.
0: I like that. I love that so much. Well, Morgan, this has been lovely.
1: So much fun.
0: Yeah, we've covered. I
1: I need to know more about you. I had done a little bit of digging. When did you
0: graduate? I graduated from. I finished my undergrad in 2019, and then I, I went and got my... Ma- I played overseas, and I also got my master's degree. So I officially retired from sport and, like, finished school the spring of 2022. Yeah. So fairly recent. Yeah,
1: very recent. Where did you play overseas?
0: I played in Sweden, Ooh. and then I also played in England. Yeah, it was so fun. I had a, I had a good time. When I played in Sweden, That I was playing professionally. I made, like... No money, but it was a good time.
1: <laughs> yeah, I would imagine.
0: I think, like for the period of life that I was in, like I still really wanted to play soccer. I didn't care to make a bunch of money. I yeah. wanted to travel. I wanted to experience other cultures. Like I think that's what I prioritized. So not getting a big paycheck was fine with me yeah. um, at that time. But that's one of the reasons that I eventually transitioned out because it was just like um, I can't live like this for the rest of my life, especially because I have other goals and things that I want to achieve down the road. And yeah. if I don't start now, who knows if those things I'm are ever going to yeah. happen. Yeah. So yeah, was, yeah, there's, there's pros and cons always.
1: Another question. I know you were like, people are afraid to ask me questions on my podcast. <laughs> I'm asking, I'm asking you all the questions now. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so, when you were in school, right. Did you, cause this is another part of sports women actually, probably one of the biggest parts is, um, when you were in school, what did student athlete development
0: look like? It didn't exist. Okay, let me let me really really think. Um, so I was a part of our student athlete advisory committee. Yeah. So there was that. Yeah. We, but that was mostly like us doing fun events around campus. I mean, yeah. we participated in, in NCAA legislation, but yeah, it was more just about like connecting the teams. We did volunteer work, so we would do, like, toy drives in the winter and fundraise for Make-A-Wish, you know, all those things. But, yeah, we really didn't have a lot. We didn't have – we also didn't have any – count. I think maybe we had a school counselor. I honestly don't even know. Yeah. The fact but, that you don't know or you don't remember <laughs> is
1: really what I'm yeah, wondering.
0: It just, it just didn't really exist. I also – I mean, I went to a Lutheran school as well, so I feel like there were opportunities for people to get involved, like, really get into their faith – um, like we had a, what was it called? FAC fellowship
1: mm-hmm.
0: of FCA, FCA. Yeah. So we had that and I I went to that sometimes. Um, and that was like really good. It looks like good community. We talked about things like outside of sport, which was great. Yeah. But for people that weren't comfortable in that space, there really wasn't anything else. But I will say like, I I don't know if it's because of the space that I'm in with Athlete Confidential, People are more curious about student-athlete development and more passionate about it. Is something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals? Regardless if you have a clinical mental health issue like depression or anxiety, or if you're just a human who lives in this world who's going through a hard time, therapy can give you the tools to approach your life in a different way. And that's why I'm excited to tell you about today's sponsor, BetterHelp. BetterHelp's mission is to make therapy more affordable and more accessible, and this is an important mission because finding a therapist can be really hard, especially when you're limited to the options in your area. BetterHelp is a platform that makes finding a therapist easier because it's online, it's remote, and by filling out a few questions, BetterHelp can match you to a professional therapist in as little as a few days. It's easy to sign up and get matched with a therapist. There's a link in my description. It's betterhelp.com slash athleteconfidential. That's betterhelp.com slash athleteconfidential. Clicking that link helps support this channel, but it also gets you 10% off your first month of BetterHelp, so you can connect with the therapist and see if it helps you. And because finding a therapist is a little like dating, if you don't really fit with that therapist, which is a common thing in therapy, you can easily switch to a new therapist at no additional cost without stressing about insurance, who's in your network, or anything like that. As someone who has personally used BetterHelp, it's easy for me to recommend them to you. It's convenient, it's easy, and it is really affordable. The Athlete Confidential wants to provide you with the best resources for getting better, navigating life, and dealing with all of the challenges, stress, and mental health issues that may come with sport. So if you're struggling, consider online therapy with better help. Click the link in the description or visit BetterHelp.com slash Athlete Confidential. That's BetterHelp.com slash Athlete Confidential for 10% off your first month. Thank you again, BetterHelp, for supporting this channel.
1: Also, I, I recently got your um, washed up athlete sweatshirt. It's super
0: cute. I'm going to make it and post. It. <laughs> yes, dude. It's my favorite one. I low-key was like, wow, I really snapped on that. No, you snapped on <laughs> You're it reminds
1: me of um, like sporty and rich.
0: Can you know that?
1: Yeah, okay. yeah. It gives me sporty and rich vibes, and like I've seen sporty and rich stuff, or I've seen like the incorporation of like preppy, kind of old money type. Thing. This sweatshirt, chef cheese great job.
0: That's what I was going for. Thank you, oh, I appreciate okay. it. Okay, well, to wrap up the podcast. Yes, because I guess we are still podcasting. Are, Do okay. yes, <laughs> any last. Things, nuggets, advice you want to leave with us today? Like there's nothing greater.
1: There's I've had so many wins in my life. So many wins on the field and off. But there's nothing greater than winning within yourself. Recognizing who you are, what you're passionate about, who your people are, who your community is. And going after that headfirst. That's the greatest game that you can play. It's the greatest win that you can achieve. And I'm so excited to have found my passion in helping young women and eventually men too. But right now, young women and female athletes uh, find their purpose and help them to win within. So, yeah, if you're interested in working with me directly, you can find me at MorganBullock.com. If you want to join our community and be one of the first people to be a part of something that is going to be Blossom into a global brand and community. Check us out at sportswomen.co.
0: And Instagram as well, right?
1: And on Instagram, morgan MorganBullock underscore uh, sportswomen.co. Like sportswomen is where it's at. I'm always a good time. (laughs) Love you. Can confirm. (laughs) Thank you. It's been wonderful. Thank you so much for making this space, Gabby.
0: You're awesome oh that is so sweet thank you that means a lot um thank you for your time thank you for your knowledge thank you for everything that you're doing as well and I will put all that information in the show notes so it'll be very easy for everyone to find and I look forward to seeing like what you do where you go and how we potentially work together well you guys as always thanks for tuning in and remember human first athlete second see ya